Greetings, friends. I am Tim Woody, and welcome to Leadosophy. Leadosophy is the fusion of leadership and philosophical thought. Together, we will deepen our understanding of leadership using the tools of meaningful dialogue, reflection, and a general curiosity to learn from one another. We will crowdsource knowledge, staying within the bounds of leadership, followership, team dynamics, and organizational effectiveness. I hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. Hey friends, welcome to Leadosophy. You're here with an open mind because that is the rule, not the exception. Today we're going to maybe touch briefly upon a few different topics that revolve around followership, leadership, organizational effectiveness, and team effectiveness. Those are the four areas that Leadosophy wants to stay within, kind of the guidelines of of this season. I don't want to stray outside followership, leadership, organizational effectiveness, and team effectiveness. And quite frankly, I want to I want to start focusing more narrowly on organizational f- effectiveness as a whole and start to get away maybe from talking about leadership specifically. I think there's enough saturation in the world of, of leadership talk and how leaders should act hypothetically in practice. I, I'm just, I, I think it's a saturated market and I think there's so much information out there on the way leaders should behave that it kind of isolates leadership and kind of puts it on this pedestal when if you take an organization of 200 people or an organization of 10,000 people, there's far more than just the way people lead. Now, that's not to say that leadership is not important. It's obviously important, but it's just a small piece of the organizational effectiveness as a whole. There's a lot more that goes into the effectiveness of an organization, what I want to talk about also the health of an organization, how healthy is your organization, how effective is your organization, and can you define those two terms for your particular organization, no matter where you are in the organization, whether you're a mid-level manager or in the C-suite or you're, you just showed up to the company. Uh, if you show up to company X, how do you quickly begin to understand if your organization is a healthy organization and if your organization is effective. That's what we're going to start to unravel episode after episode, hopefully in conversation with others. Um, But I'll have my own thoughts through the podcast. So I want to start off with an assumption about the leaders or managers of an organization and then ask some questions, some probing questions about how they infect the environment. And Moreover, how we respond to their impact on us, whether how they're actually impacting us or the way we perceive they are maybe possibly impacting others. So I want to start off with one assumption. And I know I said I didn't want to to focus specifically on leadership, but this question is going to, again, dovetail into effective teamwork and organizational effectiveness and health of the organization as well. So this first assumption is this, on a long enough timeline, each of us will work for a manager or leader, leader manager, who we perceive to be one of a few things. They might be technically incompetent, right? And again, how do you define technical incompetence? I'm thinking skill-based, right? We've all had this person potentially, or many of us have had a person above us in the hierarchy. And I hate to break it to you, you're never going to get away from hierarchies, whether it's a holacracy where, you know, you have a bunch of bubbles and 
Now you think you're getting away from from hierarchies, but you really don't. Uh, you're always going to eventually run into some some scenario where you are working for somebody that you perceive, or maybe it's real, that they lack technical ability to oversee what you're doing, even though they are overseeing what you're doing, or your world of work, your scope of work, your skill sets, right? So that's one thing, right? We've all worked for somebody, will work for, or will work for somebody who we perceive to be technically incompetent, they might be emotionally disconnected. So by that, I mean they might lack empathy or they may lack compassion or any of those feeling emotions that that help kind of, you know, the kind of psychological side of leadership take root, connect relationships, right? Because any organization is a network of relationships. Some relationships are deeper than others. Uh, some relationships are very shallow or function at the very shallow level which many people are okay with, especially in the work environment. Um, but we, we will all work for or have worked for someone who is emotionally disconnected uh, and they're in a leadership role, right? We may work for somebody who dehumanizes the workspace, right? They treat people as less than. It's a very domineering relationship. And again, maybe you've worked for somebody like that. Uh, maybe you will work for somebody like that in the future. Um, that's just another example. You may work for somebody or have worked for somebody who fosters just general low morale, right? just their presence or something about them that's just, and it's probably a series of things, maybe some things you can't quite put your finger on, but they tend to foster low morale amongst the crowd, right? Or amongst the workforce. And the last kind of general scenario or characteristic, they value power and control. They they gravitate towards power, they, the need for controlling their world and whoever is in this world, kind of within their sphere of influence, whoever's under their span of control, they are controlling and, and they gravitate towards power. They need that power for some reason uh, we'll talk briefly about. So I have two questions in response and I'm sure if you're listening, one of those scenarios or characteristics maybe struck a nerve or conjured some thoughts and, and that's good. I want you to ask a couple questions. It's really what this podcast is not a long one. It's really asking a couple hypothetical questions about that scenario that we're immersed within that leader follower dynamic or that leader leader overseeing a team dynamic, right? Team effectiveness, or this leader is causing one of these low morale type environments or fostering a dehumanizing workforce or workspace within the organization, and it's having a, a ripple effect throughout the entire organization, right? So how do you navigate the challenges associated with a leader manager that we've characterized above, right? How do you manage that? How do you deal with that psychologically? Uh, in practice, how do you, you navigate your day-to-day -day work? What's the, what the feelings that, that you have when you go to work every day and you're in the workspace? What are the conversations that are happening around the water cooler? And what can you do about it? What, what actions can you take to, to deal with that, right? The second question, again, like kind of a hypothetical question is, do those people in a subordinate role to the leader manager that we talked above about above, what responsibility do they have in fostering a harmonious work environment despite the challenges that the person we talked about above may, may cause, 
right? So what is your responsibility? What is our responsibility for ensuring that our organization is effective, ensuring that our organization is healthy, creating our own high morale type environment? What, what is my responsibility? So I have a, a few initial thoughts and I don't really want to talk a whole lot about my own thoughts. I would, you know, this is really for you and to get you thinking, put you in the world of thought. Um, but but the first thing I go to is when I when we talk about a leader's effect, and we tend to focus more on the negative effects they may have on the workforce or within the organizational environment. Maybe the first thing we should do is look inward, right? Let's talk about assumptions. Leadosophy loves assumptions. What assumptions am I making about the leader manager? That quite frankly, they may be false. Uh, maybe they were acquired in error. Maybe someone told me something about this person that I am perceiving is creating a dehumanizing work environment. Maybe I was told something about this person that's not true. And maybe if I just approach this person, maybe try to clear the air a little bit, right? Let's clear the fog away of some of these assumptions. Might that help alleviate some of the misperceptions we might be having, Right. When we talk about the the organization or the environment of the organization, is my assessment and analysis of the environment correct? Am, am I seeing something that may not be actually there? Right? Kind of like the mirage in the desert, right? I'm seeing this water on the horizon, but you know, that water water may be a metaphor for a low morale, right? Maybe I'm perceiving that morale is low organization-wide when Quite frankly, it might be morale in between my headspace or in my headspace that is really low and everyone else is okay, right? Do others feel like me, right? Am I, am I misperceiving things and am I, am I creating or fostering kind of a negativity around myself when others, again, are, are not feeling that way? Are others experiencing similar challenges to I am of, of dealing with another person, a person I might be working for or reporting to? And again, I always want to bring back kind of what I call the law of multiple realities. I talk about I talk about this all the time. I've talked about this in my in my leadosophy workshop, right? We all filter reality different in a different way, right? We all see what we see, and then everything is processed inside our inside our headspace. We process that different than everyone else, right? The way I see or perceive somebody is going to be different. One one person may see someone as a great leader and another person sees them as just absolutely toxic. Happens all the time, right? Who is right? Again, it can be a very subjective world that we live in, in the world of leader leadership followership. I think you can really you start to talk about the effect of, of a leader on a group. It really goes down to inside the team. Like when teams start working together on projects or whatever it might be, what sort of teamwork is occurring, right? That's a very that's a very tangible thing that you can see as a project unfolds or whatever, you know, whatever goal you're trying to achieve as a team, however small or large this team might be, as you progress towards your goal, what sort of leadership is emerging and what sort of not leadership is is happening as well, right? The opposite of leadership. So I believe that we are, you know, as I kind of wrap this up, I believe we are the gatekeepers of our destiny. And I think we're the kind of the masters of our happiness, right? Happiness is a choice. 
And I, I agree that there are times where we are placed in situations in the workplace where uh, it's a very deep motivating area. And there are some people that I know that have experienced some just very horrendous challenges where they're constantly battling uphill with people they have worked for and they are very dehumanizing. And for, for those people that are in situations like that, um, I have a lot of compassion for, I, for one, have never really been in a scenario like that. So it's hard for me to empathize with somebody who is, who feels like when they go to work every single day, it is a, just a complete grind and they are just absolutely miserable. And I don't ever want to pretend like it's their fault that they're miserable and they're responsible for making themselves happy because there are scenarios why I'm sure where it's just impossible to do. And maybe they can get out of that situation and find a new environment, or maybe they are locked in that scenario and cannot leave for one reason or another. Uh, so again, I, I have much compassion and I sympathize with those people in those, in those areas. But there are on the flip side of that, there are definitely, I think some scenarios where we are, we feel like we're a prisoner or trapped in, in a, in a situation that is horrific where, you know, maybe it's not quite as bad as we, we think it is, or maybe our perceptions are running wild in our head and our assumptions are out of control. And we need to confront some of those assumptions head on and see if they're accurate. So those are kind of my thoughts on that. Um, if you flip this around on yourself, if you're in a leadership role, I think, again, this is another time to maybe look inward and, and kind of those char- characterizations that we talked about above fostering low morale, maybe uh, dehumanizing the workspace, maybe lacking compassion or empathy. Those are questions we can ask ourselves if we're in a leadership role. Am I creating an environment that might be dehumanizing? I think that's a very legitimate question to ask. And how do we get down that road? I think it's very easy when you get into the mundane day-to-day work grind it's very easy to start seeing people maybe as, as just cogs in the machine and maybe fostering more of a dehumanizing type relationship with others instead of remembering that everyone is human within the workspace and everyone's just trying to, to get along. I start with the assumption that everyone wants to be fairly happy in what they do. They want to find purpose in what they do. And we should treat others as such that they want to find happiness. They want to be happiness. I know when I was working full time, I wanted to be happy. I, I don't want to know why you would choose to, to be unhappy. And that might be for some people might be very difficult to, to find happiness, whatever, whatever mental state they might be in, but assume that people want to be happy and they, they want to find purpose. Uh, they want to connect to the purpose of the organization, but they want to discover their own purpose as well. Right. So again, self-reflection and and leadership, if you're in a leadership role, if you're a leader manager, if you have people that are working for you, if you're within a team, uh, just just remember, kind of step back and try to be self-aware about how you're acting and how your actions might be impacting others and impacting the environment as a whole, the team, the organization. And I think that's about it. I again, I, I hope you maybe I stirred some thoughts for you. Maybe you have some some challenges you're working through and be happy to to talk more about it. Shoot me an email, Tim at leadosophy.com. 
I'd be happy to to talk to you and answer questions or ask you questions to kind of maybe help you unravel maybe some of the challenges you're going through. Um, I'm not always the best one for giving advice, whether it's leadership, followership, team effectiveness. Um, but I feel that my superpower is asking good questions. So maybe I can help you out in that area. So that's all I have for Leadosophy. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.